and welcome to another episode of Monkey Business, the podcast which looks behind the actions, the thoughts, the motivations of leading business people, change makers, influential beings around the world who really are motivated by something very deep that they've tapped into. I'm Rosalind Palmer. I'm your host. And as a therapist and coach, I'm truly, truly fascinated about the mindset behind why people do what they do and believe what they believe. And nobody more fascinating today who already on my brief conversation uh, before we've gone live on our broadcast I think he's another sister by another meester. But from the wonderful place of North Carolina in America, I welcome Natalie Biglione. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, definitely a sister from another mister. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I love it. <laughs> so Natalie, I was looking at um, the really rather excellent uh, material that your team provided me with. And I asked you earlier, how would you like me to introduce you? And you said you would like to be introduced as a vessel for life and business guidance. Now, I get that. And I'm sure quite a lot of people who love my podcast are already on that page. But for other people, I suppose that sounds a bit out there, a little bit strange, a little bit woo woo. (laughs) And yet I know that like me, you come from a very high level corporate background. You came out of agency life in New York. I came out of agency life in London. And so... Create a bridge here for us, Natalie, between the people who are going, yeah, I'm on that page, and the people are, I have no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) What do you mean by a vessel for life and business guidance? Yes. You know, it's it's so intriguing when you look at your path, um, especially because we have a similar path. And, you know, you go into the reasons why you get into specific... uh, roles in life. And my unique specialty was very, and it was so simple, so easy for me that it just came so naturally, which is, you know, sales and marketing and talking to people. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I know like all these things you're like, uh, yes, yes. Because you, <laughs> you, you don't go work in an agency in a high volatile, crazy city like New York city or London or I mean, no, that's pretty much it. Those are the the volatile, yeah, were, crazy. Back in my day in the nineties, it was pretty much you're either going to be in New York or you're going to be in London. Yeah, of course, totally. there are, but any major hub, yeah, any major hub. But those, you know, those two have always been iconic for for that lifestyle. Anyway, you know, and and I just I naturally gravitated down that pathway. So. What has transpired is over that time in my career, which was I had spent 17 years in in that path in the corporate life, um, from San Francisco to New York City, and you know, and, and I started to really realize, you know, there's there's a lot more here. So as you like, as I was getting fully awakened and conscious and aware of my unique gifts and why I'm here, what. It, there's more to just, I'm not just a marketer. There's way more. How do I know what you're thinking? How do I know what you're feeling? How do I know when I'm sitting across from someone and they do, they, they don't say anything. I hear exactly what they're saying without saying anything. So I tap into this 
for me, it's an energetic connection. It's an empathic, emotional connection with this other human sitting across that conference room table. And what I started to realize is, oh my God, not only am I tapping into something else here, and as I intentionally, you know, really understood what that meant, I'm realizing that, you know, I be- I'm becoming almost a vessel for truth mm-hmm. about to help a specific individual and, and, and connecting that into the work that I've been doing, which has been marketing in a, in a larger umbrella. Um, umbrella. So it also started to really weave into this realizing that people's life and their business are never separated, like never. They are one in the same, including our careers. You know, we think that we have our career self and we have our life self and we try to like, you know, lock those into separate positions, like they're siloed. That is not the case where it's all meshed. We are, we are one, we are a human, (laughs) we are this entity. And And so the vessel for life and business guidance really means that I'm tapping into, you know, something, an energetic space, an emotional space between me and the other other person to really tap into what what they their magic what they need to say what they what I can do to help them and to serve them and to really bring that through and acting as that vessel is is the way I like to describe it because it's really coming from another source through me so people have called that channeling people have called that mediums people have you know and it is feeling woo woo but honestly it's it i think the simple word is empathic yeah and what made you switch from being um an empathic or intuitive corporate strike agency person and again on that page and i and i think probably a lot of people in those creative industries probably naturally have a lot of those abilities without really realizing it I think it's always been key to me and when I do kind of personality profiles oh guess what I come out as a game changer I come out as a creative I come out high on that right brain side and so that's not really surprising but how did you change really from going yeah this is almost my secret sauce my pixie dust that I sprinkle in what (laughs) I do to I'm not doing this in New York anymore. I I need to get me up into the mountains and really (laughs) connect on a different way, which is where you are now. When did that realization happen and how did it speak to you and how did you act on it? Yes. So, uh, I mean, this, this was, this had been, it's interesting because when I really think about, you know, my, my twenties, my thirties, and as I moved into my forties, you know, I was thinking, um, thinking back and realizing that I always had this entrepreneurial uh, way of doing business. You know, I, I really hated um, authority. I hated bureaucracy. I hated the political infrastructures in these in these companies, hierarchies where you know the men sit over here. The, yeah, I mean, I just I I always had this underlying like this something is really wrong here. This is not my thing, but I'm here and you're, you know, making a lot of money. <laughs> so to, to change and to turn that off, you know, it's like that took, that took a minute, but, you know, 
I went to this women's conference um, with this really rocking woman in New York City. Her name's Mama Gina. <laughs> and she runs this uh, group called the the School of w- Womanly Arts, and and there's about you know 400 of us in this in this uh, event, and there was something. It, first of all, the woman wears these stiletto you know boot over the knee boots, and she's like in her 60s, and I'm like, love her, love her. She's you know she's my kind of human, but it was kind of this, this setting where I knew what I was doing as a VP in this agency was completely not, I'm not supposed to be here. There's something else for me. I just know this. And that weekend, something clicked inside of me and all it took was a click. And, and literally, I always think of this as like Mama Gina's stiletto, whether she knows it or not, kind of like went up my booty and kicked me off the cliff and made, you know, that literally that Monday, no joke. I came in and said, what is happening here is not working. I'm out. And I left that really high six figure job and was like, okay, I'm starting my own thing. Um, you know, and I took clients that I had been working with because they were working with the agency because of, you know, yes, absolutely. Me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, it's a people business. People buy totally people. It is. Yeah. And the, you know, that's what agencies know these things, right? So that's why it's always that's, that's why they put you into those terrible contracts. <laughs> it is totally. And you know what? And I just I stepped out, and that was almost six years ago. And um I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that any of that was easy because there has been, I mean, you talk about role. I mean, working for yourself has its own set of all the other things. Being an entrepreneur is its own thing in general, where you have to really isolate the issues because it's like, at least you're creating any of the issues or, you know, you're facing them with yourself in the CEO position. Um, but I knew that if I had stayed the tr- that this is seriously the truth. At that point, I had I had really fully realized my soul was splitting from my body, mm. and my soul was over here going, "Yo, babe, this is you're not on the right path." I mean, you can continue, and you'll do fine, but I knew that I would I would continue to get more miserable and yeah. more soulless, truthfully, yeah. if I stayed. And so it was kind of all in this time frame like we left um New York City like four years ago because we lived in we did a stopover in in another city and we didn't really like it and then then we came into the mountains but this is all in a in alignment people say the higher self I like to say it's just my soul it's just yeah. me connecting with myself you know intuitively knowing that this is the pathway we needed to take and whatever challenges come to get into our, you know, getting to the country, get into a safer haven rather than the craziness of the energy of these cities um, was a path we had to take. And how did that go down with some of your former colleagues, your friends, your family, Um, you know, because I'm sure quite a few of them stood at the sidelines going, hello, are you, are you, are you quite right here? How did that go down with them? And how did you stay in your integrity, despite probably some of those comments that I'm sure came your way? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, this, this has been interesting because I actually, so this is the other funny part to all of this. 
funny. I say funny, but it's like amazing destiny for sure stepping in. But I met my husband, my now husband at that age, at one of the agencies that I had worked with in New York city. So, you know, it took me moving 3000 miles from San Francisco to New York city to meet him. Um, So there was a lot other of other elements in that, but, you know, for, because there's, we had to also really think about his side of the family. Now he, he's also in the business. We run this business together. Mm. Um, And let me just say that I don't think, well, on his family side, he, he, they think he's literally a lunatic. Yes, with, I'm sure. I mean, with, you know, because with a greater lunatic. Who, <laughs> anybody who takes a different path, you know, yes. <laughs> goes against the grain, goes against the norm, um, you know, is, it's not always lauded by everybody around them. And that often, you know, it's a bit like the hero's journey, but it can be a lonely place to be. It is, especially when, you know, I still have family members that some of them, you know, some of them, you know, under understand, but I literally just had someone in my family go, I still don't understand what you do (laughs) because it's not simple. You know, it's not, I, I do X there's, you know, it's a whole entire alphabet of things. Right. So it's, it is lonely. And, and I still six years later, almost feel sometimes that I'm just kind of sitting in this space of like, wow, man, this is really difficult. Like, Mm. especially because, you know, when you're kind of the business runner and you're with your, you are running it with your partner, you know, you have to understand each other's strengths Mm. and really zoom in on that. And then, and if you're the person that's kind of like the business person, it can feel really isolating because it's a lot. You yeah. know, we take on so much and it becomes our live, you know, it's it's kind of the thing that we live and breathe. Um, there's nothing that you leave at the door when you walk in back into the to the house. You know, it's like you you don't go, it's 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 um it's all consuming. Yes. <laughs> so there's that part to too. Just- and I'm, I'm putting my glasses on because I'm reading from your um, <laughs> great info. And you 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 referenced it just recently about um, how you were feeling, you know, I suppose in England we have a saying, a square peg in a round hole. I don't know if you, you have that saying. Totally, but, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and how to escape the inversion. This current world is totally upside down. And I think you were talking into that. But could you explain what you mean by that more? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I, um, and I think a lot of us, especially as you know, since you are as well, when you're an intuitive, you're, you, you're, ta- you tap into emotions of the collective often. And I say the collective as, as, as humanity. Mm-hmm. And what, what I've really realized, and this really came, it was a strong realization in corporate life you know, if you're a VP sitting at a table and you're a woman, and this is just this is just a truth that we have to we have to be okay talking about. You do not have the same say nor um, voice that's heard in the boardroom as the men that are sitting on the other side. And by the way, ninety percent of the time, I there was one or two women mm. in, in a sea of men. I, and, I came up through agency life in the eighties and nineties. Trust me. <laughs> You know, and, yeah. and and so for me, that's when I really started to look at, you know, this is not right. 
this is not only is it not right, it's totally an inversion of what's true because we, you know, and, and we also, we get so screwed up, you know, talk about, you know, monkey mind, you know, we get so screwed up in our brain as to like, it's our fault. So we, we take some of us that really have that, that emotional sensitivity, take it internally and, and, and think that we're doing something wrong. Mm. So it really, that's what can create all of these, um, you know, confidence issues and I'm not good enough, you know, conversations in the brain that happen consistently. And, you know, um, we start to identify with, um, you know, if I don't have the title and the paycheck, then who am I? Mm. So this world has really is, is an inversion of truth because our unique magic in each of us is is what should be the driver for all things. Yet we are completely, you know, um, misguided that we are we're not enough. Um, we get put into these these situations, these hierarchical structures that don't make any sense. You know, we um, we often get into this place where. <laughs> we're not accepted if we're not making a certain amount of money, if we're, you know, if the titles, if your house isn't big enough, if you're, so mm. it's like this world is completely inverted in that. Why does materialistic things drive what a person's success is? Mm. I mean, you've seen it in marketing a million times. Oh, I've seen it all over. <laughs> I mean, I, I lived in the Bahamas. So, um, and I've seen everything from, you know, the, the billionaires in the gated communities. And then I worked for an international charity and I've, I've stood in underpasses in Mumbai with people who literally own a bowl and they, they sleep under tarpaulin. And so I, I, you know, I've worked with the Royal family, I've worked with celebrities and, and I've worked for an international charity representing the most marginalized people in the world. So, um, and what I see a lot of as well is the yin versus the yang energy. And so a lot of what we were taught was success is very yang energy. It's very male. It's very achieving. And look at my Ferrari. And yin energy is seen as those softer, more intuitive values, female, if you like, but it doesn't necessarily mean it only comes Under. from females. Yeah. Um, I think there's a shift. Maybe it's just that I live in that territory where I surround myself with a lot of people who are part of that shift. But I, I hear you. Um, so do you think, Natalie, that you're here to wake people up or are you really here to help guide those who are awake? It's mm -hmm. a really great question um, because I think that through ex I'm here through example to shock people into their awakening, but really to guide those that have, that have awakened and are ready to really dig into that, that as we talked about the secret sauce of what makes us mm. me unique, you unique, and how we bridge this gap together to really truly collaborate in a, in a way that we've never, humanity's never collaborated before, because we've always, I think, We've really um, built an infrastructure, again, an inversion of how we're all the same. But I think that the way we bridge collaboration and how we connect in truth, in our 
truth is to actually as is to actually connect because of our unique gifts because if we bridge those together then we create this mosaic we're like all these puzzle pieces putting together to actually function into this greater whole and so i unlock things in you and you unlock things in me mm. and i think that's a much more beautiful thought process than a hive this like you know if we think about what hive thinking is it happens in businesses all the time you, yeah, you've seen of course. it yeah right yeah so and I mean, I'm just re-watching The Matrix. I just watched one and two. Well, the, new one, the new one's coming out. And so I thought, oh, it's been so long since I, I watched the other ones. Let me re let me remind myself. And, and also I'd seen a comment from somebody saying, more and more I see The Matrix as a documentary and not a movie. And I thought... I need to look at this with kind of new eyes from when I probably first saw it years ago when I just thought it was existential and interesting and lots of really cool fight scenes. And <laughs> I, I, am, I am looking at it with new eyes. Um, and that is really about unplugging from the matrix. And that is really about not having the hive thinking. However far you go with your thinking it's really about thinking for yourself I think that that's the key and so again anybody listening who maybe they're being awakened to these ideas and some of this is resonating with them but they're kind of on the fence they're a bit like I hear these words I hear her talking about being a vessel for life and business guidance I hear her talking about awakening to my truth what does that involve? <laughs> what does that involve? <laughs> Disruption on every level. You know, um, actually, it's very interesting. This ties into, so my I, I created the Disrupt Now program and my podcast some time ago, a few years ago, after I had a dream. Hmm. I have a lot of those, a lot of precognitive dreams where... <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, we need to talk more about this. We need <laughs> but, to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I didn't, you know, I literally woke up and was like, okay. I mean, it gave me, you know, I I I call it a download because that's what it really feels like, a download of what the what the what the logo even needed to look like that it's focusing on the word up. Mm, I saw I, that. I liked that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, I and I was like, oh my god, I've never seen that word mm. in that word yeah. in that way with that lens. <clears throat> and so what this ties into what you just asked, because that is what really that's what's required is a massive disruption. And what's also required is understanding that it's going to literally push you into what can feel like even more chaos than what maybe you had come from because it's going to be pushing you up and out. And that truly is a unplugging from all that does not serve you that all the things that do not, that you need to, you know, push away in your life so that you can stand in your truth. And it requires a lot of inner, inner soul work, which is, um, you know, for me, it really started back in that time, you know, with Mama Gina in that room is putting together what I what I call the desire list. But you can call, you know, I think that's way better than saying goal because words are magic, right? It's like an intention. Mm -hmm. So it requires us to really dig into ourselves to understand, okay, well, if 
you know, as we, as I move through this, it's going to get crazy. It's going to be a vortex. It's going to be this, you know, I have this tattooed on my arm, which is literally a spiral. And I'm reminded at all times that that's what things can feel like. But the truth is, is once you, once you spin out of that disruption, that chaos, the other side is truly pushing you farther on your path, the purpose that you're here. In fact, that's talked about in the matrix very much. Oh, very much. Yeah. I mean, the dilemma in the matrix is who to believe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, is it, <laughs> it's the oracle telling me right, or is the oracle telling me what I need to hear now? <laughs> right. Um, which I suppose technically is right, because if it's what you need to hear now, um, then you will still go on your path. But I, I do love all that existentialism. Um, so wherever people are at, how would you guide them now at this time to lead in a time of crisis? I th- what, what I think the most important thing to do right now is to truly step in to your truth, meaning if you, okay, this is a perfect example, and I'll use me as that example. You had said it earlier that I ha- I used my intuitive skills as a as a, a the pixie dust, yeah. a secret sauce that I did not talk about. I I talked about to some people that even could understand the words that were coming out yeah. of my mouth. But you kept it very quiet from other people, and very I've been quiet. exactly the same for thirty years. Exactly, <laughs> and this you know this happened when I was little. I mean, I've been having dreams since I was a, a baby and I, you know, me, so me too. and my mom just said, oh, she's got a, she's very imaginative. She's very like, oh, she's got an over-imaginative imagination, you know, yes, all these words, right? <laughs> well, what, what, here's what everyone can do right now. If you've been hiding behind these things like that, let, let, let let that go and step into it and start putting it out there. Put out there that you're a vessel of life and business guidance. If you are put out there that you're an intuitive, if you are put out all of the truth that you've been keeping a secret from other people, because what I think is most imperative to lead in these times, because we are, we are in crises mode as a humanity, as a collective as the world. And so if you step into that truth and you start putting those gifts out into the world, that's only going to help you realize your purpose even further, but it's also going to help other people start resonating to be okay with them stepping into their truth. So if we lead by example, by doing these things and we're doing them too, putting ourselves on the line saying, you know, this is, this is how you can do this. Just do this, just step into this one, you know, foot at a time in those in as you move forward, other people will be like, oh, well, damn, she's doing that. I'm totally going to do that. And you may not even know. Yeah, They're not going to no. always they're not going to come and tell you, like, by the way, thank you. You know, it's it's kind of this think this like you just lead by example. Yeah. And be a okay. example gives that permission, doesn't it? Does. Interestingly, I've recorded two episodes of this podcast this week. So this episode will be going out after the one I recorded, which was with Tosh Britton, who, aka the divorce goddess. 
And we had a conversation before the podcast. And on the podcast, she said, I want to come out in this podcast. And the way she came out in my the podcast is to say that more and more she's tapping into this side of her work and her intuition and her spirituality. And I'm the same, really, which is why I'm having more conversations like this and publicly Um, because people know my corporate credentials. They know that they can come to me and they're six, like I'm sure like your clients, they're six figure earners, they're CEOs, they're in the boardroom, but they're lonely. And, you know, they, they, they want a coach or a guide who gets that world, I think, because they don't want somebody who's so woo woo that they're like, They've never been inside a boardroom, um, but gets totally. that, but, but creates that bridge. And I talked about that bridge earlier to, you're right, to this part of themselves that they've maybe been sort of keeping quiet or denying or been afraid of or, or just haven't felt it's appropriate because, as you say, in an upside down world, goodness knows it's hard enough to to tick all the boxes to meet those kind of demands anyway without being a woman in the boardroom who comes in and goes actually I just want to sit here and intuitively feel about where we should go next you know I I can see that going down really well in a fortune 500 company (laughs) you'd get handed a cardboard box like okay Take your crazy somewhere else. See, and that's the other inversion too. That's in it, you know, the fact that we don't recognize, we don't recognize that this, this, this magic is, that is what being, and I say magic because I don't really know another really great word for it, but these unique gifts that we have, these abilities, these, these in, you know, tapping through intuitive skills and all these, because it expresses itself so differently through people based on our experience, based on you know, the healing work that we've been doing on ourselves and through other people. Um, and that's the, the expression of the magic for each one of us is going to be different. And that's the beauty about it. And we need, you know, if, if boardrooms could actually could start accepting this other side of this world that, you know, bringing that those energies into harmony. I mean, this world, I, I can't even imagine how amazing that would be. I mean, I, I just can't where you'd feel comfortable to just literally sit in who you are and do not waver and do not care what anyone thinks about you. And it will not be realized in your paycheck by no, you know, exactly. Bob over here making 10,000, 15,000, 100,000 more than, you know, this other person over here that's ready to step and be strong and stand in their truth. So that's my I really hope that that can come to fruition. And I really feel like you said earlier. We're in that time. It's happening, whether they like it or not. (laughs) And anybody who's listening and this is really resonating with them, how can they work with you to unleash that magic? Yes. So I've, uh, I've actually through my disruptnowprogram.com. Um, I have a program called tap into your magic and I'm actually, um, I have, I'm driving a wait list for it as I fully relaunch it. And, um, that program is really about stepping into learning how to really understand your gifts, really understand how unique you are, really understand then how to put that out into the world in a positive way that that can resonate with other people and to allow you to understand that the stronger that you are, the more that you stand in your truth, 
the stronger that your business becomes, the stronger that your life becomes, the stronger relationships that, I mean, it just, it changes everything, (laughs) everything. So that is, that's where people can connect. And we've, we started off really talking about the monkey mind, if you like, and that mind chatter, that voice in your head. Um, I've got a client, she calls it the itty bitty shitty committee. <laughs> Which, uh, they're, not That's very amazing. they're not very helpful voices in your head. And so you've really been speaking to those higher, those different voices in your head. So do you have a name for those or how would you summarize that to somebody who really is quite unfamiliar with this? (laughs) I I love that. That That's so great. (laughs) I definitely have to use that one and say. I know. She's Canadian. I'm going to, by the way, that's mine. You cannot take it. I'm thinking. I will not take it. I'm writing that as a book. I'm writing that as a book. Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) But that's so cute because that's true. So, so the way that I really look at this, I look at, I really love bridging um, science and spirituality, you know, together or creativity and science together. And um, in this way, when, when you're really tapping into this fully aware voice, this fully aware thing that speaks to you, that comes through you, it comes from the heart space. That is you. That is your soul. That is what people call higher self. That's what people call, I mean, call call it whatever you want. People call, um, say God, people say universe, people's doesn't really matter. I think it's coming through our heart space because it's a deep, deep, deep. Um, it's it's resonating with you on this deeper level that's that's guiding you in a positive way. And usually this is that voice doesn't come with all these these all these things, it's literally yes, no. Mm. Tapping it even into that sacral, that sacral innate gut, if you will, mm. that, those, those things, that's you, that's you initially going no. And if that, if that comes through you really quickly, listen to that. Yes. Yeah, so that is, yeah. Mm. Now, the monkey mind, the itty bitty shitty committee, which I love, um, that comes literally comes from our brain. And the way that we can really understand that is it's gonna, it's going to be fear-based, scarcity-based. It's going to be you're not good enough. It's going to be who do, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's gonna come with it's lots of words it's and it's lots of fear. Lots yeah. Before as well. Yeah, yeah. It is. And it's, you know, it's all coming from that amyg- amygdala in a, you know, and yeah. that it's all the fear. Yeah. And so that is what you turn off because while it's trying to keep you safe, you know, for, you know, just understanding there's risks, we've, we've got to always mitigate yeah. risks. But the truth is, 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 is turn that off. You know, you can just, it just hear it. It's kind of like, you know, if you're, if you're into meditation, it's like, you know, it's a car going by. I saw that it was a red car. I understand it. I saw it, but I'm not going to listen to it, but thank you Hmm. for, you know, you know, trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to go with my gut intuition that says, that says, yes, I should take this path or no, I should not. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Natalie, we could talk all day. I know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel this could be a series. <laughs> what would be the one question that I haven't asked you that you'd maybe like to ask yourself at this point? 
Hmm. Well, um, you know, I think that uh, a really great question is um, how do you like, how do you stay strong? Like, how do you stay focused? How do you stay? Um, how do you stay true to the path that you choose? And when, when should you know that you need to maybe be flexible in that path? Um, my answer would be, um, you know, I, I happen to have a warrior heart. I mean, it's literally in my human design chart. If anyone knows human design, it's, it's fascinating and is, is a good strategic guide to at least read. But, um, you know, for me, and for others, I think when we when we understand that by staying in our truth, by not being um, to not uh, be misguided, to not be afraid of what somebody's going to say about us behind our backs, um, if we stay true to our authentic selves, we stay in integrity for who we are. That just creates this wave of good energy that's it's bringing things forward. So it's a ripple effect. Again, you're, you may not see all the things that are happening around you, but someone's life could be saved because of you staying on your path, staying true, being consistent, showing up. I think showing up is the biggest key, even on the days that we do not want to, which we all have probably these times, more days, <laughs> more of those days than other days. Yeah. But yeah, so that would be my answer. And Carolyn Mice, Mice, I never know how to pronounce her name. She she speaks about that in Spiritual Madness. She talks about people think that they can't change the world. You know, hey, who am I? I live in this village and I don't kind of go anywhere. And, and, and it is that ripple effect, you know, just by you turning up and being in your truth, your integrity, maybe just being nice to your neighbor, you know, it, it, it starts to kind of resonate um, all of that goodness. So, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me. It's been brilliant. Um, thank you, Rosalind. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we will speak again. So you've been listening to Monkey Business. I'm Rosalind Palmer, and my guest today has been Natalie Biglione and uh, from North Carolina, up in the mountains, and I'm fascinated. I love your truth. I, I love your mission. Thank you so much for spending the time and sharing it with my audience. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting more because I love your truth too. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Mutual love. <laughs> so signing off. <laughs>